Because because we couldn't we couldn't wait because it had just dropped like I don't know like an hour before the show, um, I, I literally texted Steve. Steve was like, "Hey, what are we gonna be talking about tonight?" And I was like, "Well, we're gonna do uh, what we're watching unless something drops about the Washington football team, and then we might have to talk about that." Um, we just we couldn't we couldn't help ourselves, man. Like, <laughs> I, I wanted to I, I literally put a pause on it. I was like, "We're stopping. We're stopping right now." because I need to give MC at least a little bit of time to talk about this because he has been, you're basically like our, our man on the street. Like if we were like a news organization and like, you know, I'm sitting behind a desk, like reporting on all the things that are going on. I'm like, we're going live to MC Brooks. who has got the scoop on what's happening with the Washington football team. You have had so much information and like, I don't know where you're getting all of it, but it's awesome because you knew about <laughs> some of this stuff before it happened. You talked about some things that like didn't even get released in this story, but still are like scandalous as fuck. Like, give me kind of your take, your take on this, this whole thing. Like, I I know it's a lot to, a lot to unpack, but like, I've seen so much. And honestly, I'm in agreement with it. I've seen so many people say like, basically, like, how can you possibly support this team in any facet anymore? And like, as long as Snyder is is the owner, I don't think I can. Like, just kind of unpack this for me as, as best you can. Well, uh, for me, first things first. Is anyone who is even remotely familiar with this team surprised by this news? It's horrible. Precisely what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> like, among other yeah. things. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, is it is it really that surprising? Like, it's it's horrifying. It, it, it is a it's absolutely horrible story. And uh, I, before I even give my take, I, I do want to say that I, I I do have an issue with people who think that this is lackluster just because it, it's not as massive as some of the rumors that were going around the last couple of days that, you know, that, that it was public knowledge that the story was brewing. But it, it, it doesn't need to live up to that hype to be horrifying. I mean, no. 15 women, you know, are basically risking their careers to publicly out uh, uh, people who were harmful towards them. That's horrifying in itself. It doesn't it doesn't need to be this giant thing where where, you know, th- where assault happened here or, you know, worse stuff happened. Like it, it's horrible all on its own. This is not. It's not a contest. Like it, it doesn't matter whether or not this is as bad as the rumors. Like it's, this is terrible. It, it's yeah. terrible on, on all fronts. And you know, I 100% stand behind all of the women involved, um, especially uh, Rhiannon Walker, who's who, as far as I know, is the only black woman who covers the team. Is the one who, who works for the who, athletic, right? Yeah, who 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 uh, who uh, is putting her career on the line because she still covers the team, like to the to this day. And so it's it's absolutely horrifying. And I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised by any of the stuff that's come out. And, and I'm not surprised, too, because I, I, I'm 100 percent certain that this is probably going behind, this is going on behind the scenes, not only at just any at every sports team across the world, but just in any type of big business uh, place like like the like uh, like this organization. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of women in in any position, whether it be a small role or a big role at a company who have had those kind of comments said to them by people who have power over them, by people who are co-workers with them, by people who are uh, friends with the people who are in power, who feel empowered to say these things because they know that consequences are probably not coming. Like, there's know, very little chance. I want to comment on that real quick um, because what you – I, I want to read something to you guys real quick. Because you said what, – what's so disturbing about this is not so much that it happened. It's that this is what women deal with every fucking yep. day. And, like, I want to read something to you and tell – and, like, this is the thing. is like I've talked I, – I, I've talked to women. Like, my stepdaughter deals with shit like this on a regular basis. But there are text message screenshots in this article in, on the in uh, Washington Post, which you guys should – Definitely check out because this is 
And like to go back to what you were saying, yeah, it's not as shocking as we thought because like we all thought it was going to be even bigger than this. But this is bad fucking enough as it is. Like right, it's right. still it's still a big deal. Okay, so right here, conversation between Richard Mann the second and former Washington football employee, female by the way. Nice shirt from Richard Mann the second. LOL. Thanks with a question mark. And then he says, LOL. Sorry, inside joke. It's a compliment. Fucking full stop right there. No, right. I was no looking at your tits. Ha, yeah. ha 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 ha. Yeah. And I want to give credit to this female employee. It doesn't say who it is because her name is covered, but this is what she said. And her response to that is, "What's the joke?" Exactly. Oh, nothing. It's stupid. You look great today. That's all. And then she says, "I want to be in on these jokes." And then he says, "Lame boob joke." And she said, "I figured that much." So basically, she's just like, "Have some balls, motherfucker! Yeah, like, yeah. if you're gonna do this, do it!" Like, and then he oh, says, "No offense, crazy. sorry. Real or fake is the debate." Jesus, because that makes it better. Because <laughs> that that, just, that yeah, because that makes it better. I I just like, and like he keeps <laughs> like kind of dancing around it, right? Like. And then she's like, no, 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 explain, please do. Like she's, she wants him to say it. It's just like, it's so fucking awful. Explain yep. it to me as though I were a child. Exactly. What do you mean? And then at yep. one point there's another text where apparently this same woman wants food. She's hungry. They're in Richmond uh, for the um, training camp, right? Uh, let's see here. She, he, his response was, well, last night I had some things on my small mind, LOL. So I didn't want to be around you with bad thoughts because I'm a swell pal. First off, who the fuck says swell pal outside of like the 1950s? It adds an extra layer of right. creepy to it. <laughs> um, yeah. because you imagine him in like, uh, 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 like a fucking cardigan and, uh, you know, and still wearing a tie at home, yeah. um, while he's joylessly masturbating, to, <laughs> to like jo- literally joyless. just just I, I can't take credit for that i wish i could I, <laughs> there's a it's a line from knives out um it's, oh, I uh, need to watch that, by the way. oh dude you you deserve to watch that movie okay. right. um but yeah it's, it's what were you what was he doing in the bathroom aside from joyously masturbating to pictures of dead deer <laughs> <laughs> i um Ryan Johnson is an American hero. Uh. <laughs> so San- Sandy is a big Disney fanatic. It's the reason why we go to Disney World every every year, sometimes twice. Um, so much so that like she'll like when people will go to the parks and stuff, they'll do like live streams, right? And she'll watch live stream just to just to enjoy people walking through the parks, right? And like some of these people when they're walking through the parks, they have like other people like on their YouTube that are, they're live streaming it. Right. So they're like commenting. They want them to go see this character, right? Go see Tinkerbell, go see Tinkerbell. And they're adamant about it. And we're in the car and we're talking about this. And like, I don't want to mention that, you know, I feel like these guys are telling this person to go see Tinkerbell because they're jerking off in their home because my son's in the backseat of the car. So I'm doing the jerk off motion. Right. And like, Sandy's like, I get it. And I'm like, I don't think you do. So then I also pantomime, <laughs> So I also pantomime a, bo- a bottle of lotion, right? And then also taking down my pants. And there's somebody in the car next to us watching me do this. <laughs> and it's just like Sandy. I'm, I'm trying to make Sandy uncomfortable and make her laugh, right? So, like, she's laughing, and then the other person is laughing, too. It was just – it was – okay, sorry. I've had my moment. I told my story. Okay. I've, uh, um, I've, I've heard the joke a couple places, but uh, it, <laughs> it's the joke about the, the – guy who can't do the jerk off motion without completing. So he does oh. the motion to start with, but oh, he has wait, to keep going until he finishes. That's um it was a comedy skit. It's um The Whitest Kids You Know. Be... Yes, yeah, the whitest kid you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh you have to go don't do the slow jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, don't make eye contact. You're making this weird. Yeah. <laughs> he looks at him and then he reaches yeah. out and gets his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you never make them touch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. But like kind of back to this text message inter- interchange. Like she's she's he says, oh, I couldn't hang out because, you know, you were drunk and I'm, you know, I'm a swell pal because he's fucking disgusting. He said, see, now you understand if you were hammered, it would have been bad. She said, bring me food. I hurt. LOL. And he says, OK, do you want Jimmy John's? She said, oh, my God, I love the beach club. He said, if I bring that, I want to squeeze your butt. 
She's like, um, no. And then the response is, there's like 15 places within a mile from where you are. I don't want to get out of bed, she says. Oh, I see. I suppose I can deliver. It's kind of far as fuck, though. Do you tip the food delivery guy? You are very demanding. She said, haha, I'm hungry. Was supposed to have family... Um, well, yada, yada, yada. He goes, that sucks. I'm squeezing your ass. Sorry, LOL. She says, nope. He goes, his response, order a pizza or something. Wow. What a good friend. I appreciate the degree to which she has gotten so used to this Mm -hmm. that she is like, well, I might still get a meal out of this. So how best to get him to show up with food and then leave? Um, maybe if I'm just insistent enough, he will just do that. And that will be that. Cause Hey, make it work for you. Stop being a piece of shit. It's very clear that that's the case. So if you can get something out of it, Hey, and she has, she has her own job and employment to worry about too. Cause I, if I remember correctly in that, and somewhere else in the article, um, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that particular employee, but someone else in the article was basically saying they would reiterate to them that there are thousands of people who are looking to have your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And like it, just overall, you see this continually happen. And yep. like, I've said this story. I'm pretty sure I've told you this story, MC. And like the the guy who used to be the voice of the the football team, his name is Larry Michael. Um, I knew Larry Michael when I was a kid and not just like, oh, I met him at some event. No, like he dated my mom's best friend. Like I knew this guy and like reading the things that he said and he did, it's disgusting. Now here's the thing. It's not like we're friends. It's not like if I saw him right now, he'd recognize me. He hasn't seen me in 30 plus years, but like, it's just like, it's just skeezy. And it's just like, it, this is not this is not a couple of bad apples. This is not a couple of bad people who did some bad shit. This is top down. Everybody's a piece of shit because it even said in this article that Snyder would scream and yell and demean executives in meetings. Yep. Like yep. there was a guy who was in charge. What was he in charge of? The guy who used to be the former. Uh, he, was, he was selling the uh, club seats, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was selling the luxury boxes, right? Yeah. So like, this is a hard job. Hey, why don't you pay a ridiculous amount of money to fill this luxury box for a shitty team that can't fucking win at home, who gets embarrassed on national television on a regular basis? But you need to pay high dollar for these luxury seats. This guy is a genius. I'm just gonna say that right now. If he was filling those luxury boxes, fucking bravo to him. But Snyder thought it was funny that this guy at one point was a male cheerleader in his past. So would rag on him on a regular basis and not like in good fun. Like, no, like was a total dick about it. In fact, made the guy do cartwheels in front of the entire executive board. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yep. Which which to piggyback off of that, even though none of the allegations are specifically against Snyder or uh, Bruce Allen, who, you know, was fired in december they're just as complicit like it, does, it, it doesn't even it doesn't even yeah. matter it, it doesn't even matter whether or not allegations are necessarily against them or not they create they created and they fostered the environment that allowed those behaviors to happen because how the hell do you have an hr department with one person who's in charge of 220 employees how does that work? But then also does other stuff too. That's the other thing right. they pointed out as well. Yeah, because yeah, because they, they were in charge of like other admin duties also. Yeah. Here's so the other thing th- that I want to that I want to point ahead. out. Somebody made a really really good point about this too. Like everybody's like saying, oh well, the HR department should have been bigger. It should have been bigger. It should have been more uh, expansive. Okay. Here's the problem with an HR department too. An HR department does not give a fuck about the people. The HR department is there to defend the company. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So like, no... let's just say they had 20 people in HR. All they're going to do is make sure that you don't blab about the shit that happened in that company. Exactly. Which Human is... resources exists as pre-legal legal. Yeah. These are the people that are there to prevent this from going to lawyers. That's exactly. it. Exactly. And, and if you think about it, too, uh, all that would – the only thing extra HR would have done is – potentially gotten bet maybe different language 
with some of the NDAs that these women signed because many of them mm-hmm. are breaking NDAs uh, or excuse me, broke their NDAs just to contribute to this story. Now, uh, I mean, so I think only uh, Miss Applegate was the only one who uh, put her name on it as far as the, as far as the story. Or I'm sorry, her and um, uh, uh, Rianne and uh, Walker also put, you know, put their names on it. But, you know, the rest of them are breaking are breaking NDAs. I, f- I feel like that's really the only difference that that might have come out of it. Maybe different language. But I mean, ultimately, like, like I said, the, the, the culture is not damn good as bruce allen once said yeah it's actually toxic as hell and and this showed it and i mean i i just i'm really curious what the consequences for this are going to be i'm 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 curious because six years ago in the aftermath of everything that happened with uh with ray rice and his now and his then fiance the NFL made a public promise that they were going to do right by their women employees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Six really years ago. People. Three years after that, we had the entire we had the entire situation with Jerry Richardson, uh, you know, with him talking about wanting to shave uh, one of his women employees legs or, or, or something like that. Um, and they, they collectively got him. And now three years after that, we have this situation coming up and so it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting because if you remember we had the situation with mark cuban in the nba i think that was last year or maybe yeah, a, steve, two years steve ago brought that, steve brought that up uh, earlier yeah. but yeah and and nothing really like they they couldn't get him out you know what i'm saying they did they, 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 there was nothing done to actively try to get mark cuban out so because he was kind of, I mean, it's probably the closest comparison to this now where Mark Cuban didn't, he himself was not doing the bad shit, but he on some level had to be aware of what was going on. We know Bruce, Bruce Allen was because one of the employees said that Bruce Allen sat 30 feet away from her and had to have noticed when she would be weeping at her desk because of, because of stuff that was said and done. So, there's no, like, I, I don't see how there's any way that 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 Dan doesn't. Um, I, I don't see that. I don't see there's any way that he really gets out of this. But I'm curious what the punishment is going to be, and if there will be enough there. If the other owners, if the other owners have enough have enough gall to take a stand, even before the even before all of this came out, there were stories about Dan not being very well liked in league circles. And so this this name change stuff was going to go through uh, kind of regardless. And so I'm, I'm curious to see if uh, if the, if two thirds of the other owners are are going to vote to try to get him out because they don't like him and also to make him the scapegoat for for what's probably going on in 31 other organizations across yeah. the, across the country. That's that's something that Sandy was was adamant about. She's like, you don't think that the rest of the NFL is doing this shit? Yeah, but but I don't. I, but but that but even with them doing it, yeah, they won't hesitate to make somebody a scapegoat if they can. Cool, make it make it Snyder. Get his punk ass out of here. Yeah, I I, I I I don't I don't see I don't I I don't hesitate to think that they'll they'll do that. Um, there was a a story that just got published from USA Today, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a, uh, a great line in it, in, in which it says, the NFL either supports women or it supports Daniel Snyder. It cannot do both. Yeah, 100% agree. And, like, it's it's the same thing. I mean, because in, in Rambo made this correlation before. Um, we run into this in, in the movie world. We run into this in the geek world, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you either, you either give a shit about representation you give a shit about women you give a shit about equality or or you don't like it, it's not it's not a well we're we're sort of kind of for women but not really because you know like you know they just wear batman t-shirts you know just just to make it look like they know what they're talking about like no that's bullshit like you, you're either for it or you're not and like right this is one of those dividing lines like th- this needs to change and like i absolutely 
I'm, and, I mean, honestly, no matter what happens, I don't care what their new name is. I don't care what their new logo is. I don't care who the new owner is. Like, short of it being Cal Ripken Jr., I don't give a fuck about this team. Like, and, and even then, like, first off, what would Cal be interested in football for? But, like, <laughs> it, it's – I'm not interested. I don't care. And, like, it's they've, – they've made me hate football. The NFL and the Washington franchise has made me fucking hate football. And I, and this is I, I played it when I was in high school, played it when I was in middle school. Like I used to love going to the games with my dad and my brother and my grandfather. Like my grandfather used to work security at Old Griffith Stadium in D.C. He was a Arlington County cop. He used to pick up extra shifts. I'm tied to this team and I don't give a fuck. Fuck them. I'm done with this shit. Like and, it, it's it's it, oh god I'm sorry I'm done go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I totally, I totally, I totally get it. And it, it's another, another sad layer on top of this, or a sad point is, at some point Dan is going to have to say something, which is probably also not going to happen because he hasn't said anything in 21 years. Is he Excuse still me. out of the country though? Possibly. Possibly, I, I mean, we have, I have no way of, no way of knowing. I don't, I don't know if anyone, right now, uh, really knows. Jesus. But Christ. he, he's gonna have to say something. Like Jerry Richardson, when all this stuff came out, like he, he, he was public. He did a public interview. He got in front of the camera. He got in front of the microphone and answered questions. And so this is that, that is what this is going to require. I feel like. Washington people who are fans of this team and this organization, they should demand that of the owner. We couldn't, we couldn't get, we couldn't get him to say anything uh, for for year. We couldn't get him to say anything between 2013 when he claimed he would never change the name, and uh, 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 December when he fired Bruce Allen. Could we, we six years? We we went six years without hearing from the owner about literally anything going on with the franchise because he had Bruce Allen to be his mouthpiece. He now literally sits there and tells everybody how much he loves this team and how much he loves the fans, but refuses but to. True. But refuses to talk to the fans, refuses to make a statement to the fans, like and just fi- and, and fires the people who he hires to get on to to get to to get on good terms with the fans. Because if you remember, that's what that whole mass exodus of uh, employees was about. Uh, I think that was last year, or maybe the year before, whenever, whenever it was. Yeah. That mass that mass exodus of employees where like 200 something people left the organization like those were all people who were hired less than a year prior who were there solely for the purpose of trying to mend the relationship between the organization and the fans. And you didn't even let them do their jobs. And so Dan's going to have to get in front of a camera like I'm like. And I shared this with you earlier. I shared this with you uh, before I came on here. You know, Ron Rivera issued a statement. And I'm glad that he I'm glad that he that he did. I, I think it, it definitely shows um, that he's taking his leadership role very seriously within the organization. But I he's not the person I wanted to hear from because he just got here. This is 20. This is 21 years of bullshit. All this shit that was going all like I, I don't even think these people would have been fired if Ron, if any other coach but Ron Rivera were here. Because everything that I read said that the second that Ron found out about found out about all this shit that was going on, that's why you found out that those two men were fired around midnight on Sunday night because they they were let go. There was no ifs ands or buts about it. And so I'm glad I'm glad he issued the statement. I'm glad he said something. But he's not the person who needs to say something. We, every every team every fan. Who was already boycotting on some level, form in, on some level in some form, some fashion. They need to continue that. They they need to, you know, they they had fire Bruce Allen trending for about three years on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We need to. There needs to be another social media campaign or another in-person campaign because they got dog shit sent to the organization, the steps <laughs> of the organization, I love uh, to let them know to let them know how they felt about it. So there needs to be campaigns put together by the fans to let them know, like, we're not doing shit unless we hear from you. Even if even if your plan is to leave, we are owed at least that, that you come out and you say something. 
Because they've already said that he's not. There's there's no statement coming today. There's no there's there's no statement coming today. So I'm I'm I, Dan owes the the fans. He owes the he owes Ron Rivera. He owes the NFL that that he's gonna he's gonna put his face on camera, be in front of a microphone, and answer to everything in that article. I don't even know what his voice sounds like now that I think about it. I think I've seen like one or two interviews with him. He just sounds like a dude. Like <laughs> there's yeah. there's nothing yeah, there's nothing uh particularly that, I mean that that's he's he's a very unremarkable man with a very unremarkable <laughs> voice. <laughs> that is facts. But yeah, man, I I I would I would my my, my one counter to uh, the idea that Snyder saying he loves the fans isn't true is the love of a sociopath is not proper love. He doesn't care about the fans, but the fans are the ones that made him very, very rich, or at least, excuse me, have continued to keep him rich uh, uh, while he's owned this team. Um, If not for the fans, there is no money of any kind. Um, so, you know, I believe him when he says he loves the fans. I just don't think he gives a fuck what they have to say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've been, I've, I, yeah, and I think many, many fans have felt that way. It's why, it's why even before all this stuff happened, they've wanted Dan fired. I mean, BreakingT.com uh, uh, has been selling sell the team shirts for years. Yeah. There are multiple places that have been, have been uh, trying to get him to sell the team. There were, there's a, um, there's a great, uh, great image. I'll try to find it of a bunch of fans who strategically sat in a ton of seats in FedEx. And there's an image where you can see Dan Snyder, like it's a close up of him from the field. And in the background, you can see the fans uh, sitting, uh, sitting in such a way that spells out, sell the team. Awesome. I'm, I I need to I need to find this picture. <laughs> yeah, like I just it's got to end, dude. And like we talked about it last year when uh, the Nats won the World Series, um, when the Caps won the World uh, the Stanley Cup, that him and Bruce Allen instead of being like, oh, isn't this great that we're we're bringing championships to D.C.? No, these bitter, petty little shits were like mad that those teams were doing well. Man, yep. these. These owners treat their uh, players and executives and employees with respect and dignity, and they're doing well. Man, fuck those guys, because we've been treating our employees here like shit, and they haven't done anything for us. Like, God damn, dude. Like, I, I'm, I'm. This is bringing out a lot of cynicism in me, man. Um, hey, it's cool, because guess what? I, I'm totally. <laughs> <laughs> on board with that like i i like the idea the optimist and like the idea the i hesitate to say realist um but i i just i have a hard time believing that he once removed that suddenly all the tumblers will fall into place um because this isn't a Dan Snyder problem. Um, this is a rich and powerful person problem. Thanks. And the the it's 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 one of the many reasons why we should be murdering and eating the rich. Um, <laughs> the, you know the the reason the, the 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 one through line in all the things that we talked about earlier. Um, with regard to you know this kind of stuff popping up in sports and, and sports and entertainment and politics is money and power. Those two things together, um, people feel untouchable, and there's no consequences. Ultimately, they can get out of anything that they've put themselves into, um, and so you know the you know consequences are really only there for. Uh, for honest people, um, 
uh, my dad used to say, uh, uh, locks are, locks are for honest people. Meaning at the end of the day, if someone wants to get through your door, somebody wants to come into your window, they're getting in. There's only so much you can do. Um, the, and, 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 you know, those consequences are only there, uh, to, to, to prevent people from, from doing certain things. And when they're taken away in one people, you know, a lot of these people are fucking sociopaths. So there's that Two, um, you have this, you know, you have cultures built on, um, being able to act however you want, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No one's going to be able to stop me. Um, and it's just, it's the, the, where I disagree with wanting to hear what hear hear from Snyder is even beyond there being nothing he can say that is going to like recontextualize this or make any sense of it. Um, if we assumed he was going to be telling the truth, um, he's just one more talking head. And if he's removed as owner, the next owner is only going to do as much as he's held accountable for. Um, so the, the, the big change not needs to come, not in replacing the owner, but really looking at really examining how we've allowed, um, people with this degree of money and, 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 and this kind of, um, uh, moral objectivism, uh, or, or, um, you know, lack of any kind of real ethical backbone beyond, I only, I, I, I only won't do what I know I can, or I only do what I can get what I know I can get away with, which is pretty much everything. Um, how we've allowed them to 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 become such figureheads and 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 so large and 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 uh, loom so big in in culture. Um, it's a bigger problem too because it speaks to why Trump has so many people that are just like bootlicks for him because people love white guys with money and power because. And I think we've all had this conversation at one point or another that like most of us, myself, MC, Rambo, I like every single one of us who's probably right now speaking on this podcast or is listening to this podcast or has read an article on our website is probably one or two really bad months away from being fucked. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But we 100%. all seem we all oh, yeah. seem to think that we're really it's more the other way around. We're just one or two lucky breaks away from being like Dan Snyder, like Donald Trump, rich and powerful. And like we 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 deify these people, these these guys who have money, who most likely uh, I don't think there's a single person that is a millionaire or a billionaire that didn't get there by fucking people over. And we think that they're just we're just like them. We're just like them. Oh, we're so close. And that's why we kiss their ass, because we want to be part of this cool rich guy club. And that maybe if they accept us, then we'll be like them and we'll have the money and we'll have the power. It's not going to fucking work like that. Dan Snyder doesn't give a fuck about anybody that doesn't have a billion dollars to their name. That's why. That's why FedEx, Pepsi, Frito-Lay, um, when they were like, hey, motherfucker, change the name. He was like, well, okay. Mind you, he said in all caps, I'm never changing the name of this team until the money dried up. Mm -hmm. It's it's and 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 even for them, you know, Frito and and FedEx and they don't give a fuck about people. They don't care yeah. what black folks have to say or what indigenous people have to say. Yep. They were getting negative association, ne ne uh, negative connotations because of their association with that team. Yep. And yep. so it came down like capitalism doesn't care about anybody. All it cares about is who can give you money. It, it's it's you know, and I am 100 percent guilty of this, too, when I see, you know, certain companies, particularly companies that I like doing something positive and be like, hey, this is a good thing. When for me, really, what it comes down to is this makes me feel a little bit better or at the very least a little bit not as bad about the fact that I've been giving this these people my money. 
But honestly, burn it all down. It's all a fucking mess. Um, and yeah, like the, the you know the you fucking yeah FedEx doesn't give a shit about any of this. But yeah, it comes back to money. You are fucking with my money. That is the time where I actually care. And that is that's the basis for for pretty much every interaction um, in our society at large. Is 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 this going to affect my bottom line? If the answer is no, I don't give a fuck. I I agree. And the piggyback to piggyback off of that, there's you know there's speculation about those minority owners, one of which being the uh, the head of FedEx, only selling, uh, o- you know, only getting out because of all of this stuff, but fact is they had to have known about this beforehand like why why now like why why wait till now to do it yeah i mean we had the the cheerleader scandal where they trafficked those cheerleaders uh outside the country and took their passports and forced them to perform for uh season ticket holders that should have been enough right then and there to be like hey let's take a stand and let's get out of it but the money was still good so no issue now with this stuff of with dan seemingly starting to come out now you want to try to get out from under it i mean rambo you're, you're you you hit the, the nail right on the head yeah i mean like and yeah it, it's it's yeah, it's only that people know about it you know it's it, you know um it, it's why pretty much every apology from a racist rings hollow yep. is like nick cannon yeah you're not sorry because you did it you're sorry because you got caught Oh, man. And that just just a quick aside on that one, man. Like, I get where he's coming from, from an intellectual standpoint. And like, hey, these are the things that I've studied. And these are the things that that I know. And these are the things that I want to discuss. And I can appreciate that just from a study standpoint. But if you're trying to raise up your people and you're trying to say, here's the things that are going to help black people move up in the world and take back power, you don't do it by shitting on another race. Especially no, a race for- that has uh, that has a very similar background, that is like if uh, I'm you sorry, don't repeat I- Nazi talking points. Thank you. Like like if, like like one thing like that's one thing I always think about when I say things. Like when I when I say things, I, I tend to look at okay, who's agreeing with me here? Yeah. If if if, if, if the Nazi if Nazis and people who, and, and white supremacists are agreeing with the things that I'm saying, perhaps yeah. I'm not saying the right thing. Yeah, he he literally used shit from Goebbels playbook. He literally was like, hey, there's six corporations that control the music industry. Oh, with names like Cohen and Rothstein. I'm like, huh, wonder where he's going with that. And then Professor Griff had the fucking nerve to be like, oh, and then the white Jewish girl got upset because you're repeating Nazi propaganda, you dick. Exactly. Oh, she was just mad because I was spouting the truth. And Nick Cannon is sitting there lapping that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Just God damn, man. That 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 type of erasure that would that goes along with the whole, you know, those aren't the real Jews. You know, we over here are the real Jews. That type of erasure is how six million people got killed. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know. Oh, we're not the real Jews. Well, please tell that to the ancestors yeah. that I had that had fucking numbers yeah. tattooed on their goddamn forearms. Yep. And, and by please the go way, back to um to uh whatever that fucking bullshit mask show is that you have on Fox. You piece of shit. And and <laughs> on top and <laughs> no, uh, I was just gonna say on top of that, Hitler don't like black people either. Like, yep. <laughs> he, like all like the people saying all these things shit, that you're you know? repeating because you you think you because you're agreeing and, and all this stuff. He didn't like black people either. And yeah. guess what? There are black Jews. Yeah. Shocking, yeah. right? Shocking! Right? There's a whole there's a whole section at the Holocaust Museum about about uh, Afro Jews and what and, and what happened to people who were both black and Jewish there. Just like, like, and the thing that, that incenses me the most is that there's a there's a whole thing going on right now where people love pre- pretending like they're quote unquote woke. And when when they're when they're pretending to be woke, they say controversial shit that they heard somewhere else that makes them sound like they're intellectual, but they're not. And here's the problem. When you say things like, oh, well, everybody thinks that Jesus was was a white guy. Fucking no, they don't. Dumbasses think that 
But most people know that a dude born in Israel, like, probably was brown as fuck. And Middle Easterners are not white. Like, yeah, we all came from Africa. We understand that. But, like, to sit there and, like, preach this stuff and say, oh, well, therefore, we're the real Hebrews. Like, you're basically saying that, like, anybody who doesn't look like you doesn't get to carry the connotation of a religious group. Like, that makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. And you're taking somebody else's suffering and saying, well, my suffering was more important than your suffering, so fuck off. And it's just, like, right. it, it, it bothers me on a level I can't even explain to you guys. Because... It's just when, unnecessary. Oh, go ahead. I just like uh, let me. It's a really personal story, but uh, like it's quick. Some as somebody who's Jewish, who looks white as fuck. You guys can attest this. I'm white as shit. You know, we all know this, right? Um, you're white and you're cool with the other white people until you bring up you're Jewish. And here's how that happens. Hey, look at this guy up front who's who's very proud of his Judaism. Look, look at him up there doing his presentation. He's so Jewish. Look at him. Look at his big Jewish nose. Hey, man, that's not cool. I'm Jewish. Oh, you are? And then all of a sudden the conversation gets real uncomfortable for the other person because they don't think you're cool enough anymore. Nick Cannon, it's cool. I'm white. I'm not a Hebrew like you. But guess what? As soon as I told that guy that I was Jewish, I was no longer white. And that's what makes me the maddest about this. Like, I'm so mad, like, I'm, my voice is quivering because to, to sit there and discount the bullshit that somebody has to go through just because of their religion. I had no control over this. I'm Jewish because my mother was Jewish. And by Jewish law, if your mom's Jewish, you're Jewish. I have no control over that whatsoever. Yep. But on the flip side, too, as I have gotten older, I have wanted to be more Jewish because I see the shit that happens to Jewish people. I see the, them getting shot at in synagogues in Pittsburgh because fucking Trump shared some bullshit on his Twitter. And he convinced everybody that the Jews were behind the um, migrant caravan that was coming to the Mexican-American border. That's not something I want to shy away from anymore, because let me tell you, when I was a kid, I was afraid to tell people I was Jewish because of shit like that. Because I was afraid that I would lose friends. And I did. And that's fucked up, man. I was afraid to tell people I was Jewish. But but please, mass Singer man. Please, guy who was married to Mariah Carey, guy who uh, created Wild and Out. Yeah, please tell me again how I'm not Jewish. Wow, so this was fun, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am it, I am I am sorry to take it to this place, guys. But no, like, I mean it. It I mean it's, it's it, real. It need, yeah, it's it's real, and it needed to be said. I mean we, we yeah, it need it needed to be said. It's not like the fucking like rampant um, anti-Semitism or racism or sexism are present in geek culture or sports culture or any of those things. Um, you know, the, the, the very nature of these things crosses racial, ethnic, uh, and gender barriers. And so that means that you're going to get people in these groups um, that espouse these fucking beliefs. Um, and it's fucking dangerous and it needs to be called out. So the, the idea that you know, I, I don't think that's what you were saying, Mike, but the idea that we should somehow not talk about these things yeah. um, is a false one um, because it is there and it is present. And I mean, like fucking um, I want to say it was Kari uh, Randolph. I think it was either Kari Randolph or um, uh, God damn it. I'm making a terrible example of myself right now. <laughs> I cannot remember the specific black artist that had, I made a comic about this, but there was a, a comic made about um, colorism and, but specifically, or not colorism, but uh, the, the, the coloring of um, by POC characters in comics and how it tended toward, um, even if someone showed up with dark brown skin as they would progress and as they would get more and more popular, there was a tendency toward them to get lighter and lighter and lighter. Um, 
like, fuck, I got into an argument with a buddy of mine over the casting of uh, the guy who's playing Sunspot in that New Mutants movie that will never come out. Um, and Sunspot's Japanese, isn't it? The, <laughs> uh, supposedly, it's going to release in, in August. They are maintaining it's still coming out at the end of August. We will see when that shit happens. Um, but yeah, they they cast uh, and 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 I, my argument was I was like, but they cast a Brazilian guy. Like that's the whole isn't that the point? And and eventually he because he 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 kept coming back. He's like, no, this is bullshit. I can't believe they did this. And I was like, what is the fucking problem? What am I missing? And his response was, he's Afro Latino. It is not enough that they found a brown guy. He's it's he you know that character is not just Hispanic. He's black and Hispanic. And I was like, oh, I didn't fucking know that. And then he uh, uh, he pulled up um, early images of him, and I was like, oh fuck yes, that is a black man. Okay. And what's happened is just as time's gone by, people focus on the fact that he has a Latino sounding name. And, you know, they might be aware of the fact that he's Brazilian, but it just it's not focused on anymore. Um, Who's the guy that I'm thinking of that has a very Sunfire is the guy I was thinking. Sunfire. Sunfire. Sorry. Sunfire. I totally misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sunfire is Japanese. Sunspot um, is. I I mixed the two of them up. Yeah. Sorry. uh, No, it's fine, man. Uh, fucking great geek moment right here you know like <laughs> <laughs> you know i really like what these guys had to say but when he fucking couldn't remember the difference between sunspot and <laughs> um roberto da costa um a guy named henry zaga was cast to play him in in the mutants movie um uh and you know <laughs> fucking irony of ironies when sunspot is using his proper powers he is jet black um, so the idea that when he's not, he's only like, eh, he's, he's brown. He's like a, like a, like a nice sweet caramel color. Um, you know, it, it never even occurred to me the significance of that. And it took, you know, listening to a friend of mine, um, being upset about it, uh, to, to, to make it hit home. Um, but yeah, it's, this it's is, tough. It, I mean, hundred percent. And they did, it, this, it's, they did the same thing to um, to use a correlation here, a movie about a Washington football team, um, the replacements. So the story of the replacements is based on the 1987 Washington football team. Uh, there was a strike that year, uh, and the Washington team actually went on to go to the Super Bowl and win and win the Super Bowl. Um, but they had replacement players that year, and. The replacement player, the guy's name was Tony Robinson. He was a black quarterback um, who had had some rough times, man. And at one point he was in prison. And there was a lot of anger and frustration because he was the one that beat Dallas, came in off the bench and and beat the mighty Dallas Cowboys when they had their full roster, full NFL roster, and a bunch of replacements beat them. And who do they cast to play the hero black quarterback? Keanu Reeves. Who I, we love I Keanu didn't know Reeves. that was based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally is. Keanu Reeves is a great Fuck. actor. Keanu Reeves is a wonderful actor. I love the guy. I think he's great. But you know what? He's not black. Nope. <clears throat> I mean, you couldn't have used. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Who is a black actor? Will Smith. Betcha he could be a believable quarterback. Uh, wait, wasn't there another guy who played a quarterback in another movie? Um, oh, God. What's his name? I don't know. He's only won a fucking Oscar. Uh, Jimmy Fox, like you, there's so that's just two. Like you, there's so many of them, and that's so fucked up. Oh well, they're not marketable. Like, it, God damn, dude. Like, and like, and on that, that right there, they're not marketable. They don't, yeah. ha- they don't have the name power or the name recognition. It's like, okay, well, why is that? Well, they, they, you know, because they haven't been in any really big movies. Okay, well, why is that? Well, we. We didn't hire him. There it is. Oh, okay. Well, why is that? <laughs> and it, it all, I, I remember having this, <clears throat> this really involved argument with, um, uh, a friend of a friend at, uh, my buddy's, uh, wedding. And we were, we were all staying in this big lake house. Um, 
and this guy was making like the very off the cuff uh, uh, casual racist remarks about crime and you know he's like uh, uh, he was a a, a, um, a career firefighter um, and so he knows a bunch of law enforcement and all this and I was like all right cool you know what I got time let's talk and it was just a matter of like every time he would say now I I'll give him this credit. He actually listened to me. We actually had a conversation about it. He wasn't just spouting talking points. The problem was everything he was saying came down to stereotypes, came down to surface level experience. I have seen A, B, and C. Therefore, that is reality across the board. And it was a matter of being like, okay, why do you find that these things are so consistent? Why you're like, oh, well, you know, black people commit so many more crimes. All right. Let's say that's true. Just just for sake of argument. Let's say that's true. Why is that? Who are people that commit crimes? Are they well educated? Are they uh, uh, are they people who have their finances in, in, in effect? Are they um, people whose housing is is consistent and safe and secure? Are they people whose jobs are always well, well handled and taken care of? Or is it people who are put in desperate situations, who are constantly looked down by society, who are abandoned pretty much consistently across the board? And he goes, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Systemic racism <laughs> is the problem. <laughs> That's the issue, man. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's, uh, also shit. Um, Ron Wimberly, Ron Wimberly of Prince of Cats and various other things. He's the one who did uh, the comic um, about uh, coloring. It's called uh, Lighten Up. Uh, it was originally posted on the Nib. Um, yeah, I sent you guys the 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 link in the in our chat. Um, but it's just this great breakdown of him going through and exploring like how it happens and and using it and in doing so. Um, identifying specific hex codes for different colors. Um, and you can like look, go through and track the, the actual color palettes uh, and see how they work. And it's really interesting and really fascinating stuff. Um, but yeah, everything's a fucking mess. Um, I don't know. Watch TV. There's <laughs> there's cartoons and games and shit. And <laughs> you know what? Hang on a second. That's the name of the episode right there. <laughs> Everything's a mess. Just watch TV. <laughs> you know, it was fun. I watched The Phantom the other day. That was fun. Um, a lot of white folks in that. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. It, ugh, God. And it's it's funny to go back now and and you know when you watch those those movies and shows and things from when you were a kid, yeah. and start picking out like oh, not, and not just like the oh here are all these jokes I didn't get when I was younger, but noticing like oh, nearly every character who is a bad guy is a person of color, that's not great. Wow. Um, yeah, the, I'm trying to th I'm trying to think if there are any. POC that weren't villains. In what? In the Phantom. Um, oh, the, oh, the Billy Zane oh. movie from 96. Yeah. Um, so, so technically, yes, but none of them have uh, uh, many lines, if any, um, because the Phantom is based on, I want to say a Polynesian island. I'm not positive. Um, so there are definitely brown people on the island the only one of them that has no, there's two. The only two of them that have any lines are uh, uh, the Phantom's Wong, his uh, his 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 uh, uh, his man Friday, um, <laughs> his servant. Yeah. And um, uh, 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 there's a kid who acts as a guide to one of the criminals to to steal one of the skulls. That's the MacGuffin of the movie. Um, and I and and. For if for for any reason there's someone who is listening, um, and we have not scared you off with our progressive liberal bullshit, and <laughs> you think the fact that I can come up with two characters it makes it okay, I am sitting here struggling 
to remember if in a movie I watched less than two days ago, there is someone who won't get sunburned if they're standing in the in, outside during the daytime who wasn't a bad guy. That's a fucking problem. It's an I'll, issue. I'll use another correlation because this works great because I talked about the article that I was writing about um, all the baseball movies that I watched. I talked about how I love Major League. I also talk about Major League Two, and I talk about like, look, I really love the movie, but there's some really dumb, troubling shit in this movie. Oh, and I say, yeah. I say they, tr- um, the line is, I said, then they trade away Jack Parkman, their best player at the time, and get a Japanese player in exchange who is nicknamed Kamikaze. Look, it's borderline racist, but this is a movie where the Cleveland Indians and their big, dumb, stupid, racist logo is on full display. So it's really not surprising. But we know better nowadays. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So, like, if you watch if you watch this movie, it's just like it, it, there's so much Native American imagery in it, and it's so offensive. Oh, when, dude, when you know what we know. Oh yeah, don't even get me started. I on mean, this shit. Like, well, like, there's yeah. there's some fucking issues with that movie. Um, I uh, uh um, that I know line, though when he's like, "You saying Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball?" <laughs> Have you um I you said you stopped Brockmire after the second season, right? I, I watched a couple episodes of the third because when you were telling me about how him and JK Simons are talking about how big JK Simons' dick is, like oh I've oh, seen that, yeah. Like a <laughs> like a windsock packed with wet sand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so oh, I gotta watch that I show. Fi- again. So I finished the show. <laughs> there's, there's only the four seasons. I finished the show. Yeah. Um and the fourth season, basically, they were like, how can we wrap this entire thing up? Um, and and one of the ways that they do it is the, a lot of the fourth season takes place 10 years in the future. Um, and essentially, ba- the world has fallen the fuck apart. Like, global warming is destroying everything. Winter doesn't happen anymore. There's a joke about how they have a uh, dinner reservation at the, at the two seasons. Um so, among other things, uh, uh, baseball has completely fallen apart and is about to just be dismantled entirely. And so, um, one of the ways that they're trying to get people back interest, interested in, in, in baseball again is um, they sell one of the teams, and it's the Cleveland team, and they sell it to, um, I think it's like a coalition of a couple different tribes of of native americans and they change the name and the mascot the the name is they are now the cleveland colonizers and the mascot <laughs> is what looks like george washington licking the blood off a bayonet <laughs> i want a colonizers jersey so bad. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me look up Cleveland colonizers. It is <laughs> amazing, and and like the 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 press conference where they announce this, um, Brock Meyer is like, oh, you think you're mad now because they just announced the name? He's like, wait, give me a second, and <laughs> they bring up the guy, the rep from the from the uh, from the tribes, and he goes through the whole thing, and they show the logo, they show. Uh, well, they show that they show the name. They show the the actual um, uh, 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 image of the logo proper, and then they bring out like four or five models uh, of different different native men wearing the uniforms. And Brockmire's like, "Now you can be mad." <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible. <laughs> go ahead, and, go ahead and check the chat because I got something for you. But um, I, really I know what our next I know what our next T-shirt is going to be on. Uh, on Teespring, uh, on our GGR Teespring, we're going to make a Cleveland Colonizers t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? So Jeez. good. This is wonderful. So good. <sighs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening to our diatribes. Yes, this got a little serious tonight, but we also had a little bit of fun where we talked about uh, the various things that we're watching and the things that we're trying to do to stay sane in this uh crazy time that we live in um make sure you check out the website it's greatgeekrefuge.com there's gonna be lots of new articles there's gonna be lots of podcasts coming up we have all sorts of new things going on hey mondays mondays are now mental health mondays we've got said g as he likes to be referred to when it comes to these uh doing a i would say like a um an inspirational 
video every every week. We've also got some uh, content from Jay Dilla, who's going to be writing about some things that you can do to help with your uh, your mental health in this crazy time that we be living in. Um, so, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, big thanks to Steve Monick. Big thanks to MC Brooks. Big thanks to James Rambo for you guys being on the show. We always appreciate you. But, guys, stay safe. Make sure you're wearing your mask. Try to be nice to each other as best you can. But above all else, don't be a juice bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!